What up, everybody? Welcome back <laughs> to Blunt Instruments. This is now episode, what is it, Jake? 13? 14? 10? 13? It's more than 11. 10, it's less, less than 15. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, here we are. We're back. Um, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe we should get this right. Should we get this right? We should probably get this right, shouldn't we? 13. Episode 13. You know what? We're uh, we're recording on a day we don't normally record on, so we're we're thrown off. Anyways, what's up, everybody? So here we are. We're back. I'm Luke. Jake, what's going on, bud? Hi, mate. How are you? Good. Good. How's Australia? Yeah, about the same as last time. Still, yeah, absolutely madness over here. But yeah, is COVID getting worse over there? No, it's getting better, but we're still not allowed out. Oh, that's right. You're not in the yeah. United States where everything gets worse all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently it's getting worse again here, but you know who knows? I have a feeling that that like I've probably had it and didn't know by this point. You know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah. shit enough to where I probably had it. Yeah, my wife went and got the test done because she's a teacher, so um, she got sick right at the beginning of when it all happened, and that test is proper grim like what they have to do for that test is absolutely awful so yeah they're pretty good on the testing and that over here at the moment and yeah the cases are dropping like in the state that i'm in i think we get no no it all came back clear i think it was just a cold but yeah it's one of those things at the moment isn't it you know if you have anything go and get tested and make sure but yeah it's hopefully you know in the next few weeks we should be back allowed outside of our houses and allowed to catch up with the rest of the world. Yeah. Yep. We will see, man. But in the meantime, you and I are just going to keep trucking along. <laughs> <laughs> we hit, we did, we did hit a milestone. You want to tell everybody what the milestone is if they haven't seen it already? Yeah. So I think it would have been over the weekend with our last episode. We officially hit a thousand downloads, which is absolutely mental that you know a thousand a thousand episodes have been downloaded by different people across the world i had a look at the heat map of where where they're getting downloaded and there's some weird places on there i couldn't tell you off the top of my head where they are but yeah there's some interesting places as well so thank you to to everyone who's downloaded and listened and hope you don't hate it yeah thank you everybody it's it's a big deal you know jake and i uh started doing this just to have a little fun and shoot the breeze and now it's becoming more and more of a of a thing it's like a second job for me i don't know about you like that thousand that thousand uh download promo when you were like i'm gonna send this i was like yeah i'll take a swing at it too four hours later i was like what do you think (laughs) (laughs) it it does become like that doesn't it i think it's easy to forget how much time things like this can actually take but it's not just the you know hour once a week that you record it's everything that goes behind it but Right. You know, it's a passion project, I suppose, so we enjoy it. That's all you can really hope for. We got a very special episode here. Um, this gentleman actually happened to reach out to us, which was incredible. Um, Jake and I were trying to take our sweet time with reaching out to people, trying to make sure that we had enough clout as we climbed the ladder. And, um, I mean, even with our first guest being Jason Kim, we were pretty lucky. We're, we've been lucky to have everybody on this show. And, um, 
pretty much everybody we've had on this show has been, you know, like a cornerstone of this uh, of this community. So, um, yeah, but we were able to snag the man himself who I deemed, I can't remember if I called him Mr. Cool or the King of Cool, the King of Cool, Harris fucking Thomas is on this episode. <laughs> That's right. We're back. Harris Thomas, a.k.a. Dressing Like Bond. Um, yeah, Harris happened to reach out, out to us, tell us he was a pretty big fan of the show. Um, can't thank him enough for joining us. I hope you guys liked the interview. Jake, anything you want to add before we head on over to Harris? Nah, no, after that intro. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I listened to, uh, I've talked to you about this before, Spittin' Chicklets. It's a hockey podcast affiliated with Barstool Sports. And they basically, like, make it almost like a game to see who can do a better intro of the guest because they, like, they'll, they'll have, like, Wayne Gretzky on and they'll be, like, 15-time Stanley Cup <laughs> champion, 18 Like, they'll just rattle off all the things. So from now on, I'm going to try and try and try to uh, raise the bar. Yeah, well, you won this round. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I always win because you refuse to do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't win by just throwing an F-bomb in there and pissing off half the people who listen to us. But whatever. What are you going to do? So, but yeah, here's Harris Thomas. I hope you guys enjoy. Heads up! Heads up! Here's another one. And another one. Geek, geek. Why you all in my ear talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear? Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Geek, geek. Woo, woo. I ain't playing around. Make one fuck move, I take it down. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Are you in a hotel room? I am, I am, I am. Believe it or not, some people do travel during the coronavirus. I know it's yeah. a little low key, but uh, yeah, you know, hotels do it. They're doing a good job out there, uh, keeping everybody safe. So, uh, in my job, I've got to, I've got to keep moving and uh, keep traveling. Thankfully. Yeah. Well, we're glad you took the time. So, before we get into anything, let's talk about these shoes. <laughs> what do you, what do you think of the shoes? Because Jake and I were just talking about how we can't physically touch them and we need to speak with somebody who has them what do you think about them so far well i'll tell you what um they are as stunning as they look in a photo um and i do think they are probably the best looking pair of shoes i've seen in person um the leather is incredible uh what people don't realize and obviously what we're talking about are those crockett and jones uh james edition for no time to die uh, a lot of people compare them to the Alex, which is what they already make. You know, the Alex was in Skyfall Inspector, uh, and it's very much the same shoe. It's just a up, you know, it's fully, it's their hand grade leather process. So it's a little bit more of a step up. Everything's fully done by hand. Um, I don't have them here with me, otherwise I'd show you. But like on the back of them, if you look at photo on my Instagram, the uh, the 007 logo on the back of the sole, it's it's hand done, and there's you know, there's errors in there. There's, it's not perfect. Um, mm -hmm. I, they're incredible. I mean, don't get me wrong. Are they expensive? Yes. You know, I'm not going to shy away from that. Um, but you know, for Crockett and Jones, they are, they're top notch and it's great that a company like them that have been around for a long time with that English heritage, 
uh, finally getting the recognition that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting because like I saw them and probably like a lot of people, I thought, oh, there we go. There's the Alex with just a bit more of, you know, branding on it. Um, and then I think the sort of closer I've looked at it and the more I've sort of read about them, you realize they're just not like the the quality behind them. It does change it and it almost justifies, you know, or it does justify the price point a bit more because um, they're probably going to last for the rest of your life. So, yeah. Yeah. And the thing with Crockett and Jones that's absolutely incredible is, you know, who for me i don't who cares what the price tag is i can literally wear them if i take care of them for the rest of my life um and get them resold at a fraction of the cost Mm -hmm. so um you know let's take the moltons for example because those are a little bit more um affordable at six hundred dollars i can wear those as long as i treat them well spray them down keep the suede you know in good condition i can wear them for the rest of my life so in 10 years uh get them resold i mean it's like buying a new pair of shoes but yeah. at a fraction of the cost. So, right. you know, it's worth it. Um, but, you know, not it's, it's what everybody can do and what they want. And not everybody needs to wear those shoes. Um, I'm going to force myself to wear them. They look right. too beautiful right. to mess it up, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're just talking. Like, we, we haven't been able to go back to the office for six months. So we're feeling very jealous uh, that you're getting to wear suits and nice shoes and shit like that. I've just been wearing T-shirts I, I don't even have an office, man. My office, <laughs> we're in my office right now, man. The office is the hotel. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I was telling Jake, I'm at, I'm at GM at General Motors, and we got the yeah. email a couple of weeks ago. We're not going back until June 2021. Oh. Yeah, so, and I put Ooh. out a thing a couple, uh, maybe like uh, early August, like a little vote, which three different linen suits I should try to replicate to wear to a wedding I was going to. And I ended up replicating the Matero, like, photo call linen yeah. suit pretty spot on. Yeah, pretty pretty spot on. And then, but the wedding ended up being 95 degrees outside, so I didn't even wear it. You know what I mean? So, I bought you wear it instead. I wore like a nicer polo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would have wore the sun spell, but I wear the shit out of that already. So, I got to wear something a little different. (laughs) But, but yeah, so let's let's dive in. Jake, you want to start off with the first question we have? Yeah, cool. So I know that you've um, you've been sort of fairly active on Instagram for probably the last couple of years. I know that that you were one of sort of the first pages that I definitely sort of saw when I started my Instagram up. And I was home just to sort of pick your brains a bit on, you know, how you you came up with the idea of, right, I'm going to start an Instagram of dressing like Bond and where that sort of idea came from. Yeah, um, I don't even know how long it's been. I really think it's been under two years. Um so obviously I had been friends with David and Joe and uh, you know, Joe Darlington and whatnot for a few years and been doing stuff. And um, I feel like I was like the only guy in the group at the time that didn't have an Instagram account. Um, and I be totally honest with you, I didn't want one. Um, and I'll be honest also at times I still don't <laughs> want one. Um, you know, I, I used to do these old videos, okay, uh, when I first met David, and David was uh, kind of like putting his arm around me, showing me the ropes, uh, and he tried to get me to do some videos. So I did these videos, and I did a YouTube channel called Dressing Like Bond, and uh, thank God that's no longer out there. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was working in clothing in college, uh, and I quit it. And then Joe Darlington and Ray Crompold of the Bond Armory and I, we were out forget we were grabbing lunch somewhere and having some drinks and they were just like you need to start that up again because we didn't know that was you 
Like Joe is like, I used to watch these videos and I didn't know that was you at the time and blah, blah, blah. So they, they, they got me to start it. And, um, I tell this to people all the time in work. Um, I used to, I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee, had my hair past my shoulders. I play guitar. I was in a rock band and, um, decided that that wasn't, uh, something that I wanted to do anymore. Um, you know, I was out on tour with Chris Cornell during the solo years when he was doing, you know, my name and quantum of solace in that time frame. And I realized that like that life just isn't what I wanted. And I literally decided to cut my hair and dress like Bond every single day. That's literally the epiphany that I had. And that's, I mean, it's so cliche and, and goofy. Um, uh, anyone that knows me knows I hate the name dressing like Bond. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I should kind of should have came up with a better name. Um, it sounds like a third grader made it, but, um, <laughs> You know, it is uh, it, it has been quite fun for me because it's a creative outlet. Um, it's a de-stressor for me um, and and it allows me to um, get connected with brands and and do some cool stuff and meet some cool people. Um, so that's kind of how it kind of got morphed into what it is today. And, uh, you know, it I have a personal Instagram that I try to. Uh, some of the stuff, but basically I live my life on the dressing like bond account. Um, that's my everyday life and what I do and wherever I am, I just incorporate James Bond into it. That's just what I've always done. Uh, and I, for my personal page, since it's kind of a work thing too, I try to keep that a little more, um, you know, clean and more furniture based than, uh, you know, having a glass of champagne at five o'clock every day. Not that I do, <laughs> but you know, uh, when there's one around, I don't necessarily want uh, all of work to think that I'm just out gallivanting around. But yeah, that's that's dressing like Bond. That's a, that's the mm -hmm. quick that's the quick answer. That seems like it took forever. As he takes a sip of that scotch. <laughs> what are you gonna do? But hey, you you're do? at over you're at over ten thousand followers on your Instagram, so you're doing a hell of a job. segue into this next one even though we kind of already touched on it you obviously have a number of clothing items and accessories um you have some no time to die you know a lot of daniel craig pieces things like that what would you say is your favorite and what are you most looking forward to that we haven't been able to get our hands on or maybe even don't entirely know what it is when it comes to no mm. time to die yeah uh for me the the navy prince of wales check tom ford suit that is out there. Um, you know, some official stills have been put out with him wearing that. It's in the trailer, obviously, a bunch when he's meeting Blofeld. Uh, I've seen that suit in person. It is incredible. It is by far my favorite piece. Um, mm -hmm. I am, I say that I'm going to get it in the fall purely because it's time for me to get it. Um, moving to New York and that's going to kind of be my, uh, gift to myself for that. But, um, I want to do it when things are a little bit more quote normal, um, be able to go to Tom Ford and, um, do it the right way. Um, mm -hmm. so that's going to be kind of like a little boys trip, uh, with a couple of us to do that. Um, 
so that would easily be my favorite um in terms of something that i haven't seen or uh, well i'll give you two answers um i'm really looking forward to seeing that massimo alba coat in the film um mm-hmm. it was the, it, it was the first piece that i was like mm, i'm good i'm gonna keep on going um and i've kind of fallen in love with it um you know there's photos of me with uh one on that's like a size too big for me and i still somehow was able to hide that and make it work and so it's like i kind of want to get my hands on the correct size um but I still don't know how I'm going to apply. I mean, again, I don't do this stuff unless I wear it every single day for my life. So um, if I'm going to buy that, I'm going to wear it around in New York or wear it around, you know, in Philadelphia. And um, it's got to work. So I'm excited to see how that's going to look in the film. Um, there's a few things um, in the movie uh, that we've yet to see. And I'm kind of looking forward to seeing um what those look like. Uh, it's purely just because uh, we haven't seen it. So I'm kind of pumped to see you know, how things are styled and, and, and what it looks like. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. Pr- Tom Ford, Prince of Wales. I mean, the gray one is such a classic, right? Such Connery, Goldfinger, um, that throwback. But the navy one is such a updated modern uh, color, and it's, yeah. it's absolutely stunning when you see it in person. Yeah. I always find that um, that Massimo Alba quite an interesting one because I think I was the same. I first saw it, and – I am a very short man. Like I, you can't tell this yeah. on a computer screen. And I saw it and I was like, I'm just going to look like a flasher if I wear that because it's going to go like below my knees and it's going to look like an absolute disaster. But the more uh, I see it, the more I want it. And it's one of those pieces that uh, I feel like I'm just I like, know. oh, I want that now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's incredible. I mean, the quality is incredible. It's a baby cord. So it's it's like almost like velvet. It feels like you're wearing a velvet jacket. And it, yeah, it's big. It's long. Uh, it's cool. Like it's not. If you're into fashion, you're gonna like it because it's cool and mm-hmm. it's trendy and it's something to wear. If you're not really into fashion, you know, or just want to be safe and not comfortable, go. Don't don't worry with it because it's gonna. You, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get your head around it uh, to be able to wear it. And you know, it's taken me a little while too. I'm not fully there yet, even as we speak now. <laughs> Did you do you feel like is it is it like heavy or is it I mean I know no. the one you wore it's not at all it looks like it would be no, it's not heavy at all no um the baby cord is extremely light um so most people think corduroy is heavy right heavy and thick your granddad's mm-hmm. corduroys and whatnot um it's the same baby corduroy that the uh the the wince trousers that he's wearing with the Connolly jacket it's the mm-hmm. same. Same thing, and, and excuse me, the, the black ones he's actually wearing in the movie with the jacket, it's the same pants. Um, they're super lightweight, super lightweight. And I mean, you know, it's still a jacket, so there's some weight to it, but it's not um, it's not a pea coat. It's not an overcoat. You know what I mean? It's not like a wool overcoat. Uh, there's a little right. bit more lightness there, and, and that it's long. It's flowy. I mean, that thing is flopping around when you're walking. Mm-hmm. So It's not, it's like, it's not like wearing a pair of curtains. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I have the Billy Reed. I have the Billy Reed peacoat, and I just looking at it. I my thing is, I want if I were to get it, I'd want to make sure. And I know the one you said you had was a size too big, but even if it was the right size, do you feel like it would be pretty fitted per se, or do you still feel like it would no, be? No, it, it's going to be loose. It's it's going to be flowy and loose, which is it's supposed okay. to be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's a 48 in any of the photos that I have on because it's it's David's um, and and I'd be a 46 and that's the smallest they make it and it and if I if I wanted it fitted 
I'd have to, if they made an extra small, I would have to get an extra small for it to be quote fitted. Um, right. and, and you know, again, it's a jacket, so it's meant to go over technically another jacket or something like that. So there's, there's room there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a dinner jacket. There are dinner jackets and dinner jackets. This is the latter. And I need you looking like a man who belongs at that table. How the... It's tailored. I sized you up the moment we met. I suppose, um, sort of no time to die aside, what's your sort of personal favorite sort of satorial moment from from the bond films easy it's it's so uh cliche though the goldfinger three-piece suit uh yeah. it, come on i mean it's it's connery <laughs> in a three-piece suit with a girl uh walking around we've got a white turnbull nasser shirt and we've got a navy knit tie get out of here uh, you mm-hmm. can't get better than that, my opinion cannot get better than that i agree with that one agree with that one i mean they rep they recreate it and catch me if you can they do that for a reason you know what i mean iconic iconic it's more iconic than the tuxedo almost it, it might actually be style might actually be so never goes as far as different, yeah no i agree i agree as far as the the brand synonymous with the bond franchise what would you say is your favorite overall brand uh turnbull and Astor. um the the heritage there uh, of being there on German Street in London, um, the connection to Fleming, uh, you know, Fleming used to go there and get shirts. Um, that that to me is as, as it's incredible that a brand like that that had ties to the creator of this character was able to again. That's where you know Terrence Young and everybody went to get their shirts, and then that's how Connery got into it. And then you know here we go, we have a relationship that lasts you know all the way through Daniel Craig. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, their quality is top notch. Uh, and again, supporting a, you know, again, I'm not British, but supporting a British, uh, made product, uh, with the character of James Bond is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. again, their service and their, their options. And again, just the, you truly feel when you go into one of their stores, whether it's in London or here in New York, it, you, it, it is an experience. You walk through that threshold and you are immersed in this British culture this um you feel it you feel like you should be sitting down having tea i mean it's just that kind of stuffy it's incredible um and mm-hmm. if you like that sort of thing i which i do i just i just drown in it um and yeah i mean getting a shirt and getting the clothes there they're they're again the best you can buy in my opinion yeah so you mentioned there um obviously sort of visiting London and, you know, it's the, the spiritual home of James Bond. You've been to a few different sort of locations where they filmed, filmed the Bond films. Where, where would you say is sort of your favorite location? Have you got sort of like a bucket list place that you want to visit as well once hopefully the world gets back to normal? Gosh, man, let's fingers crossed, right? Knock on wood yeah. that we're going to have, uh, <laughs> we're going to be able to travel again because it's crazy. Like I have a, um, I have a trade show that happens twice a year in April and October and uh, our October one's coming up. And uh, usually like that, that I get done on a Wednesday and I go to a Sunday and I have that full time frame where my customers aren't calling me. There's no expectations. I can just escape. And I'm sitting here going like, where can I go? I can't go anywhere. There's mm-hmm. no place to go. You know, I don't need to go to Florida. I'm good. Um, 
where is somewhere exotic that I can go? And I just wish I could go to London or whatever, um, just for a little bit. But, um, uh, last year, uh, my ex-girlfriend and I, we stayed at, uh, the ocean club and it was, you know, out of everything that I've done, it is the most immersive experience in the world. Um, you know, there's no gimmicks. There's no 007 logo on the wall. Uh, you pull up and it is that roundabout from the movie. The building and everything, nothing has changed. That hotel is the exact same today. It was last year, last summer in 2019 and 2020 that it was in 2006. Um, and you can sit there and have coffee in the morning at the bar where Solange is ordering a drink. I mean, it is the most gorgeous place aside from James Bond. You walk outside where he's walking into uh, play poker that night. You walk outside there and it is just water. And sit outside, coffee, mm-hmm. and have breakfast at their restaurant out there. It is incredible, and you feel like you're in the movie. You feel like you're in the movie. And you know, I've been to London, um, I've done all of that, and you know, there's times there where you feel like you're in the movie. But for me, being at the Ocean Club, because it was so recent, you feel like you're in that movie. Uh, and that was just that was incredible for me. So definitely recommend you guys or anybody if you haven't been to the Ocean Club get out there i mean you don't have to stay there it is expensive but you can you can go in and have dinner and rest and you know lunch and whatnot and walk around and they're super cool mm-hmm. yeah that side, would be a dream side story i'm sorry i'm talking to you zero um go ahead please do you guys call me, you get you guys called me when i was on a work call um and i thought <laughs> that i um uh, we, we were there that morning and i of course i w- with my job i don't really i just um I don't have time off. I just go. Um, and I just always have to be on call. And I had a conference call that like came up the night before. So I'm like, all right, great. I'm scrambling, trying to like make that work. And, uh, I asked like the, my Wi-Fi that I paid for in the, you know, in the hotel wasn't really working, you know, shout out to the four seasons, um, <laughs> the one in Oshley or whatever it is. Um, you know, you pay $13 a day and can't get Wi-Fi. Um, but I basically was like, Hey, I need to have find a place to, to take a phone call. Do you guys have a phone that I can use? She's like, sure. Right this way. And she sits me down at the damn desk from the movie where he's checking in without her even knowing oh. who I am or anything. And I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm like texting my, I'm like, I'm texting my like ex-girlfriend at the time. I'm like, come here, take photos now. Take photos. I'm just on the call. Take photos. So, uh, you know, it's me and like an Ian Fleming, like camp collar shirt and some like brown suede boots. And I'm just on the call drinking coffee. And I, oh, it's great. It's freaking great. Um, again, you just, you feel immer- it's immersive. You feel like you're in the film. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's an incredible spot. Uh, yeah. beautiful. I want to go there. I, I thought for some reason, I feel like I researched before, did it close at one point or was it under new management or anything like that? Uh, it went from the ocean club to the four seasons. Um, okay. it's, it's now four seasons. That's like the one and only, like the one and only used to be the company. Now it's the right. Four Seasons one and only Ocean Club or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, so they got bought yeah, out or something. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the exact same thing, though. Um, okay. Yeah, it's – it's what a place. What a place. Yeah. It doesn't suck, you know? It's, yeah, it's exactly. uh, highly recommend. You've managed to make me well and truly jealous. We're in lockdown and we can leave 5Ks from the house and you're talking about the fucking Bahamas right now and I'm thinking, yep, yeah, I can oh. deal with that. Uh, you know what i kid you not i mean again with the lock with our stuff in america like we're i 
I was like on the uh, Bahamas like website trying to figure out like, all right, what does it take for me to go there? Like, like just yeah. I just want to go. I don't care. Like I was th- I was thinking about after my trade show. I was like, what's somewhere close? And it's like you got to get your test done about forty eight hours before you leave. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. And just it, yeah, it just doesn't work. We're gonna wait until the world decides to let me go somewhere. Welcome to the Ocean Club, sir. Checking in. Yes, but it's a spur of the moment thing, and I have a little reservation. We have an ocean view villa. Perfect. Now, could you do me a favor? I was here for dinner last night, and I parked my car next to a very beautiful 1964 Aston Martin. And I'm ashamed to say I nicked the door. You wouldn't happen to know. Mr. Demetrius. Right. If he hasn't noticed, I'm not sure I've mentioned it. Isn't the type state worthy as well? But if I felt compelled to find him. He has a house just up the beach. So I think to wrap up some of these uh, questions as far as the bond community and, and things like that, who would you say, obviously, aside from Jake and I, inspires you in the bond community? <laughs> well, I mean, I know not everyone can see this, but I mean, the way you guys are dressed is, is inspiring enough. Um, yeah. You guys are not on the Skype call. Tuxedos and, tuxedos yeah. and all of that. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, you know, I, I did, I, I did I put no, this on. I had no idea. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Look, hey, I, I took my tie tie off, folks, uh, thinking I'd be overdressed. And uh, hey, here we are. Um, no, yeah. You know, you guys, you're like I said, I think I messaged you guys. I mean, number one, I think you have the best name podcast out there. Um, uh, pure genius. Again, it goes back to uh, dressing like Bond sucks. Um, man, I wish I had given it a little bit more thought. Uh, the Blunt Instruments is the greatest title uh, out there for a podcast. And I stand by that. Um like I said, I just started listening to you guys, so I have to I have like a bunch of episodes to listen to. Um, who inspires me? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think probably everyone on here will say David. Um, you know, David started off as a mentor for me, um, and I'm fortunate that I mean he'll always be a mentor, but um, he's more of a he's more of a very very close friend now, uh, more than a mentor, uh, which is kind of like a really good step, I would say. Um, you know, I don't look at him. I mean, he's always going to be a mentor, like I said, but he is, uh, someone who constantly challenges me, uh, makes me better, um, calls me an idiot when I'm an idiot and, uh, holds me accountable, which is the best thing you can ask for. Um, and, uh, but you know, we've, we've traveled, uh, internationally together and, and done some cool stuff and have found ourselves in a bit of a pickle at times too. And, uh, you know, that, that allows for a mentor, uh, to become a friend. Um, but, you know, Jeff Weibo and um, John Williams from Music of James Bond, James Bond Radio, those two guys are absolutely killing it out there in the, in the real world. Uh, and for me, who's a business person and an entrepreneur, uh, looking up to two other guys uh, that have the same, you know, the same bond of James Bonds, you know, I'll pun aside, like, those are the guys who daily inspire me, who are out there killing it at what they do, and they're excelling and um, they're also living the bond lifestyle and and you know applying that to their everyday life, which is what I try to do as well. So, you know, those three guys are um, certainly you know it's not all of all that inspires me, but they're the first three that come to my mind after um, you two, of course, uh, oh, and the course. great podcast yeah. that Blind History. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, one of you has my mug, so let's be honest. I do. Yeah, there we go. I thought I, I couldn't come on it. I, I mean, without, without this mug. 
if, if all the way in Australia, like get out of here. That, yeah. That's the, yeah. Uh, he's got me awesome. beat. Thank I you. plan on ordering that too. Just haven't gotten around to it yet because I'm lazy. As ah, shit. I need. Uh, I need to order one, damn it. Like, I know I have one, but I should order one. Like, shoot. I don't know. I pay the same thing you guys pay. It's all it's all just there. <laughs> I was talking to my wife last night. I said, oh, yeah, we've got an interview in the morning. She goes, oh, who's that with? I said, oh, the fellow, you know, who's on our mugs, who's sitting inside our cupboards. Oh, and nice. It's a very, nice. very surreal feeling, you know, talking to the man on the mug. Um, nice. I bet your wife just rolled her eyes and was like, I'm out of here. Thank you. She, she was, she does she was not like, give oh, a shit. I want to <laughs> It's like, is that the one that I sip my coffee out of every day? <laughs> yep, it's that's the one, honey. Right. That's the one. There we oh, go. We just great. managed to make this the weirdest podcast we've ever done. So, yeah, thanks, lads. Um, hey. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. We'll be here all day. No, no, no. It's not not yet because Donnie Waldron asked us to double team a Bond girl. Remember that? Yeah. That, mm. that, I, I, I cannot that's, forget if that. that ain't, um, if that's not the most Donnie quote, I don't know what is. That is the yeah, that is Donnie up and down. <laughs> yeah. We've got time to make it weirder for sure. You know, well, the next, you know, shout out to Donnie. I'm sure he'll listen to this. But uh, the next time you talk to Donnie, you tell him I told you to ask him about his belt technique. <laughs> I'm just leaving it at that. I will. You tell him Harry asked you what his belt, uh, what his belt technique was. That is that will change think, your life. I think he he does listen, and I think he'll hopefully Donnie. When you hear it, text me and tell me. Yeah, yeah, that will change your life. I will tell you guys the belt technique when we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm I'm conscious of time as well with you, Harris. But there's just a few more things that I suppose we were looking to dive into a bit more. I suppose sort of bond focused rather than maybe. Um, Maybe you are council folks, if that makes sense. So, the easiest and the hardest question: Who's your favorite Bond? Easy, man. You said favorite, not best. Uh, my favorite is Daniel Craig. Uh, you know, he's the first Bond I saw in the theaters. Um, I just, you know, I, you can't, you can't top that connection, uh, and he'll always be that uh, for me uh, so far, at least. I hope. Yeah. I hope it doesn't change, but we'll see. Yeah. What would you say? What's your first? This this is one of my favorite questions to ask. What's your first memory of Bond? Just in in any any facet. Yeah, uh, uh, Christmas Spike TV marathons of seeing little bits and pieces of movies, uh, and never watching the full movie straight through and not knowing what I was watching, or you know, I was smart enough to pick up on the fact that I was watching several different movies in the same thing with different guys being the guy that i'm watching um that was my first uh first you know introduction to james james bond through my dad to follow that up what would you say is the fondest bond associated memory Mm. wow that's hard um but you guys said something tag teaming bond women um, does having drink with, uh, with Maud Adams and Britt Eklund at the same table count? I guess yeah, that counts. Yeah, that, that, that definitely totally counts. counts. Yeah. Yeah. That, not only does that count, but that, to me, when I ask that question or Jake and I ask that question, that's, that's more so what I'm looking for because we've got, you know, people like, uh, people have come on here and say things like about watching it with their dad or, um, yeah, you know, traveling yeah. to certain places. Like I like to hear not just like, oh, I love 
I love in Casino Royale when uh, Solange is on the on the ground in the hotel. No. Yeah, no. we all do. We all do. You know, we all do. You know, great. You know, the sun comes up every day, by the way. Um, you know, I, man. So so I was going to a um, uh, a convention in Podunk Town, Maryland, somewhere out there in the in the wilderness of Maryland, which there's there's no trees. I'm just being funny. Um, and Maude Adams and Britt Eklund were at something. And um, a couple of guys that I know uh reached out to them. One's there. One's uh, Britt Eklund's manager. He also manages uh, George Lazenby. Um, reached out to them and said, Hey, a buddy of mine's coming. He's going to introduce himself. You know, I'm not asking for anything. It was just like, you know, these two ladies are going to get every other Joe Schmo who's like, Hey, you're pretty. Let me sign, you know, sign my photo. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys. Um, so I walked up and, and Britt Eklund knew exactly who I was, which uh, that, that'll never, that'll never leave my mind. Um, and basically we're talking and we're hanging out, whatever. And I, I'm getting my photo with both of them and we get done. And I, and I, like, I sit there and I'm going like, you know what, what the hell, what's going to happen? What's the worst thing they're going to say? The same thing I say now when I'm single asking girls out, like, what's the worst thing they're going to say? Answer is no. Um, so I, I look at Maude Adams and I'm like, so what are you guys doing after, after this is all done here? She's just like, oh, nothing. We're just gonna hang out here at the hotel. I'm like, well, great. Why don't Why don't we all grab drinks and dinner? And she looks at Britt and she looks back and she's like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. I'm like, all right, awesome. I mean, get out of here. Come on. Um, so uh, again, shout out to my ex girlfriend. Uh, we go kill some time and uh, you know we uh, we come back to the hotel and uh, there they are and we we have dinner and drinks for several hours talking about life and um, you know all that fun stuff. Uh, so, yeah. uh, yeah, to, to be able to sit across from two, uh, bond women, uh, and have a cocktail, uh, that, that doesn't suck either. And so that's a no, good, that definitely counts. No. That definitely yeah. counts. And that's my favorite, my favorite answer so far. Sorry to everybody else. But that's definitely my yeah. favorite. That's possibly uh, that beats, like the smoothest thing we've uh, heard. Asking two uh, see, out I, on a night. No, like I, you know, I, I just, I, I'm a, I'm a, I don't care. Like the, I mean, again, in normal life, like, you know, the worst thing that, you know, this, here's the biggest advice I can give anybody, guy or girl, just ask them out. What's the worst thing they're going to say is no. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. <laughs> now though, she could say no and then step on your James. And then that's the worst thing. You don't want that. <laughs> That sounded like a euphemism, and it wasn't. Um, right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's great. I, that's great. I, I have to ask game, as well. Game, game. I have to ask you as well, Harris. I know um, I saw a picture a while ago that you also met Daniel Craig, if I'm correct. Um, I think that was in New York a while ago. What was that like? That must have been a, an amazing experience to, to actually meet him. Yeah, um, yeah that, was, uh, that was crazy. Um, so we... Uh, David put on a Bond Brands tour of New York. Um, he's done it a couple of times. Um, and so we were in town. I think it was a launch of Spyscape, you know, the, the, yeah. the museum here in New York. Um, so we did that that morning. We saw a couple of uh, like Turnbull and Asser and NPO and Olivar Brown. Um, we did some things there. We had a great time. It was like we had a couple of people in from out of, um, out of the, country and you know 
we just had a great time in New York for a weekend. And a buddy of mine who uh, he runs the What's Daniels wearing on Instagram, um, we were hanging out that Sunday and we were going to go to a play that Daniel Craig was doing that night. Um, and it was literally him and one other guy. They were standing there in front of like music stands and a mic and they were just reading a play. You know, they weren't dressed up. They weren't performing. They were just, you know, using their using their uh, vocal cords in their mouth. Um, and so we get there and we do some talking as, as one does. And, um, we find out that afterwards that there is a, um, you know, we could, we could pay to play basically, um, a, a, a champagne toast with, with Daniel Craig afterwards, basically in a nutshell is what it was. And so we just looked at each other and we're like, yeah, let's just do it. Why not? And uh, so, yeah, we did that um, and they moved us up to like the front row. They're like, here you go. And we watched the play. I couldn't tell you what the play was about at all. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, crap, Daniel Craig is like wearing like three items that I'm wearing right now. Like I got to like take these sunglasses <laughs> off and like, you know, he's wearing the, uh, the he's wearing the J. Crew Spectre boots. Like literally he's wearing those. He literally looks like he just got off like off of his sofa. Um mm-hmm. And uh, this is like before No Time to Die. And afterwards, we're up there. We're in line. We got our champagne. We're just chilling. We're having a drink, getting another glass of champagne. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm just I'm just on the lookout, trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, there's this guy. He comes out, and uh, he's got a jacket on now over his outfit. And he's got a scarf on his hat. And he's just, you know, he's low-key. He's standing in line for the same champagne that I was waiting on. Uh, and, you know, and it's freaking Daniel Craig, just chilling, just walking out casually. Um, everyone around was being super cool. There was people there he knew. Um, and yeah, and I basically told the guy I was with, I was like, you know, I'm not getting a picture. I'm not going to be that guy at all. Um, I'm going to go up and introduce myself and shake his hand and appreciate, you know, what he has done, not talk about James Bond, not doing any of that. And, um, then I saw bless this kid's heart i saw a little kid uh little kid he's probably a couple years younger than me but he looked like he was younger but little kid took a photo with him and daniel craig did it with a smile on his face and i was like oh no i didn't need to see that um, <laughs> i was like yeah. i was like okay well if he's doing it then i'm gonna do it at that point i mean that was the green light you know what i mean if that if that kid had asked and daniel was like no nah, man i'm good then whew, thank god that wasn't me um you know i don't want to uh, yeah, no, that's bad. I don't want to think about that the rest of my life that Daniel Craig said no. Um, so, yeah, we're just hanging out. And then I said, man, here's our time. So I just went straight up. He was with the director. And I, like, you know, bless this director's heart. I couldn't tell you his name. I just, like, shook his hand first and said, hey, man, really love your work. Awesome. Awesome. You know, big fan. Whatever. Uh, just to be respectful. Uh, and then he was like, oh, yeah, thanks, man, whatever. And then he looked at my buddy. And then I just, like, turned to the right. And here's Daniel. And I just said, Daniel, big fans this is my first play. Uh, it was a great time. And he laughed and he was like, I can't believe this was your first play. You need to go see something better than me standing here in front of a music stand. And uh, we literally, all of us were kind of like laughing about it. And then um, I think, I mean, we talked probably for five minutes, you know, small talk, nothing, nothing major. Um, and I just was like, hey, do you mind if I grab a quick picture with you uh, while we're here? And he was like, sure. Literally, all he said was sure. We took the photo. My buddy came in, took the photo. 
Um, and then, you know, we shook his hand one more time and, and we left and, you know, we let him do his thing. And, uh, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes later, he left. And, uh, you know, uh, what a night. What a night. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy that uh, he, he, you know, he was still James Bond. He was James Bond. He wasn't a previous James Bond. He wasn't the new Bond. He was James mm-hmm. Bond in that moment, which was super cool. Yeah. I'm so jealous of this story. I used to, <laughs> I used to live in, I actually used to live in Manhattan and, I would go to where he was living at the time before he moved to Brooklyn. He was like lower, I want to say East Side. East, I was Upper East, East Village. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was Upper East Side. He was Lower East Side. And he used to walk over to his apartment because my ex-girlfriend used to work nights and I would I was working a day job. And when she was gone, I'd just walk over. Like I would walk all the time just seeing different things. And I didn't take advantage of half the things I should have, which... I'm telling you, man, I regret so much. But I used to walk over there, and there used to be an Aston Martin Rapide parked out front. I was like, it's got to be his. And I'm just gonna let, I'm just gonna allow myself to think it's his because that's his apartment. That's parked outside. Either his neighbor's a, a douche, or it's his. You know what I mean? His neighbor's right. like, oh, maybe if I buy this Aston Martin, Daniel Craig will say something. Or it's his. So I just hey, uh, two plus two is four. By the way, every day, <laughs> two plus two is four. Yep. If it, it, you know, if there's smoke, there's probably fire. I mean, that's, that's just right. the way the world works. That's, that's awesome, right, man? That's cool. I didn't know you. Uh, I didn't know you lived up here in New York. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I was there for a year. I was in um, when I first moved out there. I was in Astoria for maybe two months, and then the rest of the time Upper East Side. So I definitely enjoyed it. I miss it, but you know, things happen, and here I am back home. So. Again, Daniel Craig. I met Brad Pitt. There you go. That was even more chance. We 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 happened to just be walking uh, midtown somewhere, and there was a bunch of people roped off. And my ex was like, "What is this? What are you guys waiting here for?" And they didn't say. They just one of the people, like you know, people that are going around like career wise, getting autographs and selling them, kind of just opened this book, and it was a picture of Angelina Jolie. I was like, I'm not that big a fan. I was like, well, we can hang out. And it was that By the Sea movie that they did together. And oh, man. 10, 15 minutes later, they both roll up. Brad Pitt, right when he walks out, starts going like this, like asking who's got a pen. I mean, and I happen to be right up against those barricades. And I'm telling you, dude, I, the entire time when she walked by, not so much him because he was, you know, some of these guys with Brad or with Angelina Jolie, whatever, but. I was like, all I was doing is holding this barricade. I was like, if I don't hold it, I feel like we're all going to die here because these guys are going <laughs> nuts behind me. Oh and then he walked gosh. by. I mean, you know, it was different, but. God. I mean, look, I, I love girls, but let me tell you what. Brad Pitt, I, you know, I'd be more excited about him than I would Angelina Jolie. 100%. I was, too. I could tell you I what mean, he was wearing. Dude, I, uh, uh, he looked He looked awesome, too. He had like a little newsboy uh, hat on, scarf, because it was oh, like all. This guy's. I would be like. I, I, I would be like. I'd be like, sir. Thank you so much for making me look good on all the dates that I got lucky. Thank you so much. I know. Thank you so much for that. I, I <laughs> shout out to you, Brad. Thanks for all the mannerisms <laughs> I try to copy off you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it.
here. So we want to, let's keep talking about Bond himself. You want to go, let's, Harris, what do you say fascinates you most about Bond? Aside from the style, we oh, obviously know that. Right. Aside from that, we're going to make it a little harder on you. Yeah, uh, you know, attention to detail, okay? So Ian Fleming, I mean, big Ian Fleming fan, um, spent a lot of time studying him. You know, there's two really major um, biographies uh, about the life of Ian Fleming. And, you know, it's all about attention to detail. You know, I fell in love with this character, and I wanted to know why did I fall in love with a fake person? Um, you know, believe it or not, James Bond is not real. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out there that need to hear that right now, that James Bond is not real. Um, but, you know, all kidding aside, like, like what, what, what do I love? I mean, the attention to detail, the excellence, the, the not settling, okay, not settling for less. Um, and being the best person that you can be, you know, being the best Jake, being the best Luke, being the best Harris that we can be. Um, that's James Bond. That's more than, you know, shaken, not stirred and, and Bond, James Bond and, and Jamaica. It's about, you know, how do you apply that to your everyday life? Um, you know, the excellence and, and performing at high levels. Um, that's what fascinates me about the character because you take all of that and you incorporate it into, the locations, the style, the best drinks, the best hotels, the best cars, the whatever. If you do all the other things, the other things come, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. And you look back at Ian Fleming and what he did in his excellence and his attention to detail. That's what fascinates me. And I think that's why this character has lasted more than anyone else out there and will continue to beyond Daniel Craig, beyond 2020 and beyond the Me Too movement, beyond COVID, all of that, James Bond will still be out there. That attention to detail and that strive for excellence regarding, you know, rather, who cares if you're a girl or a guy, I think every human being can relate to that. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what really fascinates me about the character more than anything else. It's just that, um, you know, uh, I'm reading Moonraker right now, right, for the Fleming Challenge. Uh, drinking the best black coffee you can find. Why? Because. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? Don't go get Duncan, even though I love Duncan. Don't go just get Duncan around the corner. You know? Don't go get, you know, whatever. I don't know, Folgers. Uh, go find the best black coffee that you can get. Be James Bond every day. Be Ian Fleming every day. Anyway. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, too, because... For me, before even because Jake and I have talked about this too, my my account, Jake's Jake's account is what is your account? January or something? You started yours, your Instagram? Yes, I, beginning of the year, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mine's like May, and but I had been following David because ten years ago when I was bored at work, I somehow stumbled upon him either right. on James Bond Lifestyle or YouTube. One of the two came first, yeah. and then. He was at the time the only person that I was like, I feel like this guy must try to live his life every day like James Bond. And saying it to yeah. somebody other than David or the two of you guys, and I'm glad you said it because for me, I try to do that not in a way where people are like, well, what does that mean? Do you have like a like an airsoft gun in your back pocket? No, it's like for me yeah. personally, my biggest aspect is like the the gentlemanness of him, you know. And as far, I mean, aside from the killing and, you know, but of course, obviously, but 
And for me, it's like, I look to, I personally look to James Bond if something is difficult in my life, whether it's a relationship or financially or, you know, emotionally, whatever it is, I just look at it and simply like, I can talk myself out of a lot of different things by simply saying like, what would James Bond do in this situation? Would he be as upset? Would he be as distraught? Would he be as defeated? And it's always no. That's, that's how I look at it. So I appreciate that answer big time. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, you know, it, it's all about like, I know what you're saying. I mean, people in my life that don't know anything about James Bond or like, you know, somebody today at work, uh, again, I'm talking about our trade show. So um, I was asking a person who sets up our uh, workstations uh, in our bullpen for our sales reps. And I was like, hey, put me over here with this person and away from this person. You know, I was like asking them to do that. And they're like, okay, Harris Bond. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's cute. Um, you know, like it, people don't get it. It's, I, we do this not for anyone else. You know what I mean? I do this for myself. Um, in my job, for example, that, you know, I can only, I can only apply this stuff to my life. Like I am on the road the entire month or the entire week for the most part. Um, you know, I'm home for three days, two to three days, and I'm back out on the road. So I'm in hotels all the time. I'm by myself all the time. Well, if I'm at, if I'm alone at a hotel by myself in New York, in Philly, in DC, wherever, well, what's more James Bond than that? I'm on a mission, mm -hmm. right? I'm on a work mission. I'm at, you know, the Roxy Hotel in Tribeca. I'm going to go outside tonight when we get done and I'm going to order some food outside. And it's, you know, right now it is 72 degrees. And I'm going to sit outside, I'm going to do some work, and I'm going to have a nice drink, and I'm going to have some food outside. Well, guess what? That's what James Bond would do, right? Mm -hmm. That's what James Bond would do. That's what the Fleming version of James Bond would do. That, to me, allows me to relate to James Bond. But also, it gives me entertainment while I'm alone for work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same stuff, you know? It's, it's having black coffee, the best black coffee you can have. It's... Um, you know, it's it's shaving with a cutthroat razor, right? It's those little things that you can do. The florist products, you know, whatever. It's it's those little small things that um, make you happy, right? You know, you're not doing anything for, you know, I'm not doing it for you, Jake. I'm not doing it for you, Luke. You know, I'm doing it for uh, me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was starting to it feel just, special then, but yeah, okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I wake up. Just crush my dream. <laughs> I know. I'm going to spray this little bit of Tom Ford cologne on and hope that Jake and Luke can smell my neck. That's, that's what I say. That's what I say every day. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's. I, I just remember, I remember early when you started your Instagram page, it would be like, 9.30 at night for me. I'm pouring a drink and I get like a mention on my thing and it's like, good morning, Mr. Bond. I'm like, damn, dude, it's 9.30 at night for me. And, and, you know, it was the coolest thing in the world. It was the coolest thing in the world. It really was. I, re I reckon our biggest challenge to doing this podcast and a lot of the things with it has just been the time zones. Like, it just does your head in, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, mornings oh, late. But, yeah. You know, that's the sacrifice. It's not much of a sacrifice, really, is it? So, yeah, we get over it. But hey, you're at home, right? COVID, 2020. Yeah, that's it. It's not like we're exactly busy, is it? Um, 
Well, no, I think that that's a great answer to all of that. Like, I love love the idea of being able to incorporate some of that into your life just to, you know, bed to yourself by having a bit of a sort of, you know, vehicle to do that with. I think I couldn't agree more. I think that's what a lot of people have sort of gravitated towards Bond for. Um, I suppose we, we can almost sort of wrap a couple of things up here with the last couple of questions. Um, a fairly sort of easy one, but... You know, you mentioned your favourite favourite Bond and your favourite sort of Sartorial moment, but what's your favourite James Bond film? A fairly easy but very difficult question. Ah, gosh. Um, well, I guess I guess it would have to be Casino Royale. Um, good one. You know, first one in the theatres for me. Um, it goes back to Daniel Craig being my favourite Bond. Um, I think it's an incredible story. Uh, it's a perfect story. It's a perfect spy film more than anything. It's not a fantastical film. Um, it's a it's a perfect spy film. And um, what a story that is, right, for us nerds on the back end of how long it took them to make Casino Royale and do it the right way, right? And all the, yeah. all the hoops and all the hurdles they had to go through to do it. Um, you know, my time with Chris Cornell... Uh, that that has a special place in in, in my life that ties to that mm-hmm. film, um, you know. Personally, in life, right, uh, we all look for escapism, we all look for connections, and you know, um, I don't, you know, Vesper in that story in the book and whatever, you know, Vesper didn't necessarily um, didn't necessarily cheat on James Bond per se, but cheated on James Bond per se. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, things that have gone on personally in my life this year, I really relate to that. Um, and, uh, that film I watched after a breakup this year and I tell you, it, it's incredible to have, to be James Bond, to have that mindset going in to watch that movie that like this girl who you thought was perfect who you thought uh, was your best friend uh, and to find out that she's two time in you. Yeah. I don't wish that on any guy, but I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, if you ever go through that, please turn this film on because I'll tell you what it did to me. It was the biggest shot of, of, you know, caffeine or whatever you needed to get on with that situation. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why for me, it's the favorite Bond film. It, it's, it's a perfect movie. It's a cliche answer to say Casino Royale. So hopefully there was, you know, there's real reason there that not everybody says, but it's the truth. I mean, it's, it's the absolute truth. Um, and yeah, the job's done in the dead. That's the best line. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, like I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I think that film is definitely one of my favorites as well. And I think that it's got something to do with sort of our age as well. Like I think we're probably a fairly similar age. So for me, that's, you know, I, I saw Die Another Day in the cinema and maybe one before that, but that was probably the first real experience that I had of actually going to a Bond film and, you know, fully remembering it and fully appreciating it. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I know the feeling when you you sort of look back on the Bond films and you think, I remember going and watching that. I remember how it made me feel as well. I think that's probably the biggest thing compared to Die Another Day. That didn't make me feel too much. Um, I can I, I can remember um, being in seventh grade, and uh, I lived in a beach town in North Carolina, uh, and it's like, hey guys, let's all go to the movie, you know? Like I, I remember seeing Casino Royale I could sixteen times at that time. I saw six, sixteen yeah. times in the theaters, um, 
just cause, you know, just cause yeah. why not? You know, I'm, I'm in seventh grade. What else do I have to do? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a fantastic time. An easier time, isn't it? Too. Imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, bro. Sorry, Jake. No, I was just going to say, I got to jump in because you've hit the nail on the head with me personally at least twice now because so 2006 Casino Royale came out 2007 I think I started high school 2000 like maybe eight or nine I started dating an ex of mine and her and I were, and were on and off for four or five mm. years but like high school into college and I'm telling you anytime we would break up and it wasn't ever me doing it but anytime it happened I would throw that movie on I'd call it James Bond mode I went out and bought like Kino Lillet and I would drink that straight you know obviously somebody would have to oh, buy sorry. it for me just anything I could do and I like had like a little kind of like mini desk in my room and I just sit up there with my glass I was like you know what <laughs> uh, I mean? the fact that somebody else did that too comical uh, man. But, yeah. the same time. Uh, but I know exactly yeah, what you mean by that it does yeah. work it does work yeah I've done some uh I've done some stupid stuff in my life like us all but uh you know, um, yeah, yeah. Watching that film after after leaving leaving a girl in the dust is a uh, you know mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good feeling. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna leave it at that because I don't think she'll ever <laughs> listen to this in case she does. Yeah, I wouldn't well, surprise. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me though because uh, she's uh, yeah. Anyway, well. We'll move on. Next question, please. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, I think shout I, out to my ex, though. I'd like to, I suppose this is probably my last question for you, Harris. And I know that you mentioned that, that Daniel Craig is your favorite Bond and you hope that doesn't sort of change. But, you know, yeah. the, the tides of change are coming. Um, who who would you they personally are. see being the next Bond? Who Who would you really want to take over that role going forward? Well, I think, you know, I, 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 you know, I think you, I mean, I think that would be, you know, I think we need to go back to an That's Aussie bond. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. I think we need to go back. We need to go back and then, you know, you and George can do it, do your thing. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I think, um, you know, I have two, two things that I want. Uh, number one, I want to not know who they are at all. Okay. Number one. We don't need to know who they are. No one knew who Daniel Craig was before this movie or before Casino Royale. Anyone that says that they knew Daniel Craig before Casino Royale is either lying through their teeth or that they saw Munich. Okay, No one saw Layer Cake before Daniel Craig became James Bond. I love Layer Cake. Layer Cake is one of my favorite non-Bond films. I spent more time in London finding Layer Cake locations and making videos out of it with that same ex-girlfriend, shout out to her again. Um, uh, then I did, then I did, uh, th- then I did James Bond locations. But no one saw that movie before uh, Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. So again, I want a no name, and I want a guy who will appreciate Ian Fleming and dive into those books and yeah. bring some of that. You know, I, give me another Timothy Dalton. Okay, mm-hmm. give me another Timothy Dalton who appreciates Fleming, reads the books. And 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 looks for inspiration from that, from the page of the fifties, not from Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig, etc. Yeah. To me, that's a very low bar. That's easy. You just walk right over that. It's simple. Yeah. 
I think that's a great answer. Like, I think that it's easy to... Just Elba, none of the Tom Hardy BS. I mean, um, none of that stuff. It's all, all BS. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's all BS. I, I don't disagree can, with Can that. you imagine? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine in two years, you know, because uh, regardless of what anyone thinks, you're not going to know who the next James Bond is for a very, very, whenever you think you're done, very long time. Um, enjoy Daniel Craig right now. Enjoy No Time to Die. Yeah. I know it's being delayed. I know the movie's taking forever. I know. However, uh, when it's here, that's it. It's going to be it for a while. Uh, and we're yeah. we uh, we're all in for a long haul here for uh, the next film and the next actor. It is. It's not going to be Henry Cavill. It's not going to be Tom Hardy. I'll be wrong if I'm wrong, but it's just it's not going to be a name that you know. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think those names that have been floated around at the moment, I just can't can't see it. To be honest, like I just they got too much baggage to go with them for like lack of a more refined way of saying that. Um, I just think I they've mean, got if, too much baggage. If, if, if Henry Cavill. And that whole thing with with Superman and the mustache and Missing Impossible, you think that was a big deal? Like, yeah. if he gets cast as James Bond, you better believe he's shaving the mustache. Like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, DC is is a big big entity, but you know, uh, Eon's gonna put their uh, put their big stick on the table and say, "Hey, we're shaving that mustache. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's what we're doing." Uh, but they're not going to cast him. They're not going to cast a big name like that. They, James Bond doesn't need a big name. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. 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 Well, well I, I think, think that's about think it, that's it, it. Is that it? Yeah. I think so. I think that's it. Yeah, that's all we got. Well, thanks for coming, man. We can't thank you enough. Thanks for reaching out and uh, helping us get this in motion. We honor to have you, truly. Guys, no, for sure. Like I said, I mean, uh, just uh, I feel bad. I just discovered the podcast right a couple weeks ago, and um, you know, fantastic name number one. Uh, production quality is fantastic, and uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, yeah, again, I just I can't get over the name. I mean, it's a fantastic name, uh, and your name you're, you're as good as what the first thing someone sees of you, right? You know, first mm-hmm. impressions are a huge thing. Uh, and if you're a James Bond fan and, and you look at the podcast and it's called Blunt Instrument and that doesn't do anything for you, then you're not a James Bond fan. Okay. So <laughs> right. Not, um, right. Um, and, and again, A plus, you know, A, A plus hitting it out of the park there with the name. Fantastic. Thank you all hey, so much, buddy. though, for real. Yeah. Well, keep doing what you're doing. You got, yeah, you got a hell of a following on the Instagram account. Definitely one of my favorite accounts out there. I just followed you on your personal, too, on my personal. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna inspire I'm gonna inspire to be you personally every day. Well, get ready to get your checkbook out for some furniture, man. Get ready. <laughs> That's fine. That's I actually just I showed my girlfriend I was like doing research on you and I didn't look at your I didn't even look at your LinkedIn. I was like I don't need him seeing. I looked at his LinkedIn. I was stupid with that piece. But uh, I was like, you see these chairs because we just bought a kitchen table. I was like, you want you said you wanted some like nice chairs. Here's your here's your chairs. So. Uh, no, and, and and I'll be honest with you, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been on LinkedIn, so I probably wouldn't have seen it. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, furniture—it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, buy American. 
except for if it's made in Australia. <laughs> mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, we I like Aussie. Aussie girls are great. The accent destroys me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, you haven't gotten to our ranking episode yet because you'll find out that somebody on this podcast ranked George Lazenby pretty damn low, and it was not me. Wow. Wow. I, I want to talk about that episode because that was an absolute shit show. Wow. I haven't gotten I, to that. I haven't gotten to that. Look, I might have just, to do that tonight while I'm outside doing doing some stuff because I uh, – uh, wow. I mean, even if you don't like him, I mean, publicly, you need to say he's your favorite. I mean, come Hind, on. Hindsight is twenty twenty, um, and that episode did not did not go well for me. So if you want to skip that mm. one, it's all good. Don't worry about that. No, uh, we're going to – I'm literally like pulling that thing up right now. On my phone. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't remember we, though. You, know, you got to remember, it's Blunt Instruments for an Australian to say to rank him. That's as blunt as it gets. So I actually appreciate it, Jake. It's okay. <laughs> oh man. Some people may and, not. You know, it's I, so funny. Like, so so I, I will leave you guys with this. People are like, hey, James Bond furniture. How does that go together? And I go, well, you're not. You're not a nerd then, because in Octopussy, Roger Moore gets in the car with him, and it was right after the whole Fabergé egg situation. Mm-hmm. And he goes, basically, M gives him his mission. And uh, he goes, you are going to be whatever. And he's like, you're going to be out visiting furniture factories as a manufacturer's representative. And I'm sitting here going... That's what I do every day, all day, every day. I'm a furniture manufacturer's representative. You can't get any cooler than that. And that just happened. I mean, you can get way cooler than that. Trust me. Um, uh, yeah, you can definitely get cooler than that. But it's tied to James Bond. And that just happened. Like, everything happens for a reason in, uh, in this life. And, um, yeah, that was uh, – and I'll tie it in. You know, and still buy IKEA. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, whatever you need to do, even though their instructions are difficult. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. You too, man. You too. You're the king of cool in this community for sure. That's what I'm gonna dub you, the king of cool. Hundred percent. I wish. I wish. I wish. Once again, Harris Thomas, dressing like Bond. Unbelievably grateful to have him come on the show. That was awesome of him to uh, to want to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, Jake, what'd you think of that one? Great dude, great dude. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that um, I know I can probably speak for both of us here a little bit, but Harris was one of the people that I followed long before I set up um, my James Bond focused Instagram. Always enjoy everything that he's done. It's, um, you know, probably one of the best dressed people around, especially in the Bond community. Um, Just some great clothes. And, yeah, 
a great bloke to go with it as well, which is always useful. Yeah, yeah, it's funny too because um, obviously we record this on Skype, and the only person we actually haven't seen via Skype was Susie Vanner. She wanted to do you know audio only, which is fine, but I don't know what it is. Why it didn't cross my mind for me to like put a tuxedo on before we got onto that call with Harris? Because I I don't know if you remember, but I was literally wearing like a hat and like a hoodie, and he had yeah. taken his tie off. And he's in like this. You can tell he's in like like a freaking like Sheraton or something. And I was just like, I just feel so stupid. I feel so stupid. And he's got like the little. He's got like a little southern twang or something. And I was like, this guy's just way cooler than I'll ever be. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Um, oh, I just want to be house. I just want to go up. That's the sad truth. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's met Daniel Craig, Maude Adams, you name it. He's met them all. I mean, pictures with them all. Daniel Craig's story was awesome. Yeah. Okay, before I throw up, you ready to sign off on this one? Yeah, just want to say thanks again to Harris. Um, great interview. Really enjoyed catching up with him. And yeah, see yep. you all next week. Thanks, Harris. Thank you, everybody. See you next week.
cause I don't wanna do that I wanna have a good time and enjoy my jack Sit back and watch the women get drunk as hell So I can wake up in the morning with a story to tell I know it's been a little while since I've been out the house But now I'm here, you wanna stand around running your mouth? I can't hear nothing you saying or spitting, so what's up? Don't you see we in the club, man? Shut the fuck up Why you all in my ear talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear? Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that Like this, we in the red light, 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 this,